In today's episode, Butsy and Jordan discuss the Celtics in person, do a little in-person segment. And then after that, me and Jordan come on and we talk about the NBA's most disappointing and most surprising teams. So without further ado, let's play the music. Welcome back to the couch, everybody. I'm here with Butsy. We are in the WVOF studio at Fairfield. You were in person. Butsy, we live in the same room. We've never done it in person. What's up? What's up with that? I, I feel like we just haven't had the equipment, you know? Now now we have the necessary equipment to uh, to do this. This is awesome. It's the first time in the studio. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm pumped for this pod. You look great. You Thanks, look like man. You look you were born for Thank it. Thank you. I, 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 <laughs> some say I'm natural behind a mic. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. All right. So today... Me and Butsy decided to rank our favorite Celtics teams that we've watched over the years. So nothing to do with who we think uh, were the best teams, just our personal feelings of which teams we had the most fun watching. Obviously, we're pretty young, so we're only going back to the 16-17 season, which was Isaiah Thomas. That's the one that we both remember the best from that time. So that's as far back as we're going to go. We have our top five. We have some honorable mentions, and I have some teams that I'm going to shit on that I just didn't like. Butsy, let's go one through five. What was your favorite team, Celtics oh, we're, we're team? We're starting to watch? one. Let's we're start starting at one. one. We'll start at one. Yeah. All right. This is this is. Uh, I feel like this is going to be a hot a hot take, but I'm going to go 2023 2024 Celtics. I'm going to go That's this year. I'm going to go with this year's Celtics team, and the reason for that being is because I feel like now they're just the clear best team in the NBA right now. They're seven and a half games ahead in the East. One of the biggest game notes, or one of the notes that I put under this team was, uh, I'm ready to get hurt. <laughs> like, I have built up such high expectations for this team. Like, you have the veterans like Jalen and Jason who have been in final situations who are ready to go and take that big leap because I feel like that's the only knock on this team and these guys so far is that they haven't won a championship. Uh, the veteran presence of Drew Holiday at the guard position, everyone was complaining about Marcus Smart leaving, but I think for years we've always talked about the Drew Holiday versus Marcus Smart debate. And we'd always say we would take Drew Holiday, and now we're seeing why he's been unbelievable this season. And I don't think anybody expected Kristaps to be this good. We knew he was great in Washington last year. He still averaged like mid-20s, low-20s a game, but he, he's been playing phenomenal this year. This team just needs to stay healthy. They are so fun to watch when they're moving the basketball. They've been doing it well all year. They all trust each other. Um, they love playing together. They're a really close-knit team, too. I love seeing like all the team vlogs. Uh, I know... O'Shea, 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 O'Shea does like the team vlogs on the plane. Have you seen some of Big those? Big on TikTok too. Check yeah, them out. yeah. So he puts like team vlogs when they gamble on the plane and shit, and it's so fun to watch. I just love everything about this team this year. Um, Joe Mazzula is growing on me now. I was calling for his head for the past two years, or especially last year, um, but now he's starting to grow on me. His philosophy, you know, the three pointers is is finally it's what's working out. It's growing so. on you. It's growing this, on me a little this bit. This team loves each other. They like, do. The, they the, really the do. The chemistry has never been higher since I've been watching the Celtics. Maybe you could say the Isaiah Thomas teams had perfect chemistry, but they weren't as good as this team. The offseason moves, Drew and Porzingis worked out as good as they possibly could have. Derek White is having a career year. Didn't even mention him. I don't even know how I didn't mention I, him. I mean, yeah, it, it, I think we have the best five in the league. We might have the best six with Horford off the bench. He's still getting the job done. So, I mean, they're unselfish. Everything fits. It, it's like everything looks perfect right now. Like, the sacrifices everybody's making. Exactly. Holiday, obviously, is, like, the fifth option after last year and the last few years being the second option for Milwaukee. Tatum, obviously, 
you know, Porzingis comes out and says he could go score 30 every night, but he's not going to do that. We're trying to win basketball games. You know, he doesn't care about the MVP, all this stuff. All these guys are sacrificing. I love this team. They didn't make uh, number one for me because that I just haven't had the big moments with them yet. I yep. mean, yep, it, that's fair. It's, it's hard to have a team at number one for me when you haven't seen them on the playoff run, especially when you're comparing them to some of these playoff runs that we've seen. I have no complaints for this team. They are on pace for 65 wins, but it's just – I, I need to see the playoffs before I have that real connection. Obviously, they've had big games. Um, you know, the OKC game that they lost, I was screaming at the TV. Uh, a couple of the Timberwolves games. At home, the Timberwolves game at home yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love this team, but I just I can't do it without the playoff run. So, I'll go to my number one team. I have 21-22. This is okay. the team that got to the finals. This is Emay's year. This team, if you can remember, actually started 18-21. and and they finished 51 and 31, got the number two seed, got the number one defense, really made defense the identity. Smart wins the depoy. Grant Williams and Rob Williams both have amazing years. Grant Williams gives us 27 in the closeout game versus the Bucks in game seven. I mean, this was Pritchard's rookie season, and I, I feel like Pritchard came on and, and we started seeing this guy. And we're like, whoa, this little white dude is fast as hell, can shoot, can dribble, can make plays. Like, this guy, we're going to be a dynasty. Like, like, <laughs> like holy shit, this guy's awesome. Uh, and then, you know, I, I just loved this playoff run. So it started with a sweep over the Nets where yeah. people no, – No sweat. No sweats. No sweat sweep. Correct. And people were picking against us in, in that series, before that series. And I was, I was nervous about it. I mean, that was KD and Kyrie. Um, I think Harden was out for that series. But, yeah, I, I was very nervous for that. Then the Bucks in seven was one of the most iconic series that I can remember yeah. watching. Tatum drops 46 in game six. And then Grant, obviously, we just didn't miss a shot in that game seven. Grant, I think Grant hit six threes, yeah. seven threes. Yeah. I mean, it was it was so electric. It was um, so fun. It reminded it me of, well, I guess you could say the Philly game seven, not game seven. Was that game seven last year? Philly game seven at home. When we just didn't miss? Yeah. yeah. It reminded me, like, those two games kind of, like, are, are similar in my mind where it was just, like, Tatum, you know, went for 50, obviously, but it was one of those games where just everything went right. And it was an iconic Celtics win. Yeah, absolutely. That was like a, a huge moment for Tatum. And then, obviously, the Eastern Conference Finals was Miami. We beat Miami in seven. This was the series where Jimmy missed the three at the end to win. So, another amazing series. I just thought this playoff run was amazing. I know the finals for three games, four games sucked. But, I, I mean, Tatum didn't have a good series at all. No. But being up. 2-1 in the finals. I mean, it was fun and, you know, kind of lost to a better team. So where'd you have this team? I had this team at two. Okay. I had this team at two basically because of the playoff run, like you said. I mean, game seven, Milwaukee at home. And then the biggest note that I put down was the game seven in Miami. Like that yeah. was just a, like a – for me, I felt that was like a, 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 a you know, a team-defining win, a dynasty kind of emerging win. Obviously, we didn't get it done in the finals. So I, I – you know, obviously any finals team would have made the one slot. Yeah. But the fact that they were able to beat Giannis in seven at home, then they went into Miami, beat Jimmy game seven at home or at in Miami, it was just it was a spectacular run and a spectacular team. And I loved Ime. Loved Ime. Like, I miss I know you loved or you said, you know, Joe's growing on you. He's grown on me too. But I miss Ime. Like I think that guy is a fucking amazing coach. So then you think about like I want it's gonna be interesting to see where the twenty twenty two, twenty twenty three team ends up. Because a lot of people were talking about if we had Ime last year, last year yeah. what that team would have been able to do um, against the Heat probably would have been a much different team uh, identity. Obviously, Joe – I mean, you could not have asked for two different 
completely two more different, different coaching coaches. styles. Yeah. You know, like Ime was all about defense, and then Joe obviously coming in, spraying the three ball left and right. Yeah. Um, the analytics, I guess, the new the new modern era of yeah, coaching. Yeah, free-flowing offense. I like the offense better. But. I do too, but, I mean, the number one defense, like, you that, it carried us to that final. It did. It, it actually 1, did. 1,000% did. You think about teams that win the finals, they usually have like a top five offense and top five defense in, bol- in like net rating, I think is the correct terminology for that. Yeah. And that Celtics team in 2021-22 like embodied what a top five defense and a top five offense looked like. Um, but I, I do miss Ime slightly, but he's kind of he's, – yeah. he's, stru- he's, he's doing well in – in Houston. Oh yeah, right he's now. a great coach. I wish him nothing but It the was best. also it was Smart's career year. I loved watching Smart that whole year. Oh, he was he, good. He made I mean not only was he deploy but for once it seemed like he stopped taking the awful shots and he kind of became a playmaker. I thought he yeah. was awesome for us and Rob Williams was finally healthy. That was I mean that was a great year. Wish Especially they got after done. COVID. Like the COVID yeah. Marcus Smart was the Marcus Smart that made you want to rip your exactly. hair out. And then for him to emerge into the Marcus Smart, the playmaker was huge for us. Yeah. Um, Miss him. Miss those days. I miss those yeah, days. Yeah, that's that's a great team. That's my number one. You're number two. So I'll give my number two. And I'm going a little throwback here. Okay. Seventeen, eighteen. Okay. This is. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. is the first year that Kyrie and Hayward were on the team. Obviously, Hayward got hurt first game of the season, first quarter. Kyrie missed this whole playoff run. So this was. I'll read. I'll read the top seven because this is an electric top seven. Jason Tatum, a rookie. J- Jalen Brown in his second year. A young Terry Rozier, I think I think it's his second year. Uh, Al Horford, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, and Aaron Baines. That was our top seven, and that was those were like the only guys who played yeah. in the playoff run. This I absolutely love this team. This was the scary Terry T shirts. Um Al Horford was somehow an all star this year. I, I, I didn't even know that until I was preparing for this. But this this was where Tatum really made a name for himself. Obviously a great rookie year. And then ends up having a great playoff run, getting all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals, losing in seven to LeBron. What do you remember about that Cavs series? Uh, he dunked on LeBron in yeah. Game Seven. That was my big takeaway. Um, that was kind of a game that I thought we could have had, uh, but I don't think we would beat the Warriors. You know, no, like, and, we, and we were just happy to be there. Let's we be were very happy. We to had be seven there. guys, and two of our supposedly best players were not playing. Exactly. So I, you know, that was just a very memorable run, um, mainly because of like what we did to the Sixers like we were there for the Bucks. Yeah. We were there for the Bucks. That's part of why I have them this high. The Bucks Celtics game. We were we were at yeah. that game 7 where it was you know Drew Bledsoe was in Drew Bledsoe. Actually uh yeah, Eric, the actual Eric no. Oh, Drew, Drew Bledsoe. Bledsoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Patriots QB was there <laughs> and it was like this is the real Bledsoe. It was Scary Terry versus Eric Bledsoe. Um, young Giannis, but yes. that was a fun, you know an electric atmosphere, an electric win, and then the beat Philly, the beat Phil, and then it was the L.A. after yes. that, and then we just took care of them as we always do. So many T-shirts from this series. I mean, so this was, many. This t-shirts. is amazing. This Scary Terry was on one of the craziest Lin Sanity runs since Lin Sanity. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was insane. But, the whole run. You know, it, we were happy to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. Should have won the game, but also that was like. Argue, you know, everyone says it's that LeBron. Heat LeBron, Heat LeBron was the prime, quote unquote, LeBron. But that that was like a determined. That was a different level I, of LeBron. I, yeah, and you know, no one was beating the Warriors that year. Let's be real. No, no, no one was touching. And, that, and that to be Warriors honest, team. I think this was probably the most insane version of LeBron because he was all doing it all by himself. Correct. And he like he put this team on his back. I don't care who his teammates were. If it was Delavadova, I don't care if it was Joe McShulace. Like. LeBron was unbelievable. No one, we we were not going to beat LeBron with a rookie Tatum as our best player. No, 
I don't know how. And second year Jalen Brown. Yeah. 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 No, that, that we were not getting it done against That was him. just it felt like anything was possible, but also when you look back on it, it's like we weren't going to beat LeBron. We we weren't going to beat LeBron, <laughs> and then we weren't going to beat the Warriors. No, no. So it, it, you know, just an awesome year though, and awesome, I, and awesome that's year. why I had them in my three spot. Okay, you got them at three. I have them at three. That run, uh, that team, just it felt like we were going to win two years after. Like that, yeah. that gave me hope. Where it was like, give me two more like, years we, of Tatum yeah. and Brown. Maybe you know a healthy Kyrie. You know Kyrie. Maybe Ho- Hayward figures it out. Yeah. Maybe he ne- like he was never the same after the injury. To be fair, but you know Kyrie saying that he wasn't going to leave Boston. I was like, this team could fucking yeah. really be something in the in the next year. But obviously, it didn't pan out the way that we wanted it to in the next couple of years. But it was actually for the better because we you know the 2021 run was amazing, and then this year it's all it all kind of worked yeah. out. But you you couldn't have felt more hopeful. After watching that 17-18 run, being so undermanned, having seven guys being that young and almost beating one of the best players of all time. It was insane. Yeah. It was it was an amazing run. So I had them in my three spot. So who's your right. three? So that was my two. That was your two. two. That, that was, was your two. two. Okay. And that was my three. So what's your three? Okay, so my three is 16-17. IT, baby. Okay. I got Isaiah Thomas. Uh, this was He was fifth in MVP voting this year. Second team, All-NBA, averaged 29 for the year. Got the one seed. I, I didn't remember that we had the one seed. 53 wins. This really felt like anything was possible because I've, I don't think I've ever seen a guy for the Celtics just put the team on his back the way Isaiah did. I know Tatum is clearly the better player. Jalen might even be a better player than Isaiah was this year, but no one there. Every single fourth quarter. It was IT's quarter. It was, it, I mean, he would have like 12, 13, 14, like throughout the whole game. He, he would just be steady. And then fourth quarter would come and he would just take over the game. And every time you needed a basket, he got it. Every big shot, he made it. Like it was, it was an absolute electric factory, start to finish, every fourth quarter. I loved watching this team. I loved watching Isaiah. Uh, what did you think of this team? This team was so fun um, and had one of my favorite Celtics of all time, Avery Bradley. Oh, hell yeah. So he he was one of my favorite Celtics of all time because he reminded me very much myself, uh, kind of like a mid-sized guard. Mid-sized, who played, yeah. He was 6'3". <laughs> I mean, 6'3 in the NBA is kind of mid-sized, yeah. a little on the smaller end. Played a hell of a defense. I mean, he was a def- he was a lockdown defender um, and could kind of hit a shot every, you know, here and there. But this team was very fun, but you also kind of knew in the back of your mind that like you, this was not a title. There was team. a ceiling. There was there a ceiling. was a ceiling. This yeah. was not a title team. Uh, and obviously, after this year, we went off and and got Kyrie. But like this was Isaiah Thomas against the Wizards. His sister oh, yeah. dies. He still you know plays in the game and fucking has what was he, he had forty something I yeah. think. It, Iconic game. I will never forget OT, that. I'll never forget like the pull up Marcus Morris. Yeah, he loses Morris. the ball midair, gets it back, still makes it and one and one. It was just it was something special. I mean, you look at this roster. Like Avery Bradley, Jalen Brown, Jay Crowder, Gerald Green, who yep. won a dunk contest on the Celtics a long time ago. Yeah, when we weren't uh, even watching. Yep, came back to the Celtics. Al Horford, Demetrius Jackson, who I don't think played. Jonas Jerebko. Jerebko. I, I have I have some names written down. Yeah. Amir Johnson. I mean, oh, Kelly yeah. Olynyk. These are Celtic legends. Tyler Zeller, James <laughs> Young. I mean, like, this team was... James Fun. James Young was supposed to be the future. He was. He was, uh, he he was, was smarts class. Yeah, but he was bad. He was yeah. real bad. But this team was just fun. This team had a ceiling, but they were so really fun. fun. Isaiah Thomas was special, uh, and he'll forever be. He'll forever hold a special place in, in I think, all of Boston's yeah. heart for what he did for the city. Absolutely. And Jay Crowder was unbelievable this year. I I loved watching Jay Crowder. Like ideal role player. 
he and he is like and he's been on some elite teams like the Suns, the Bucks. Like he got a ring on the Bucks and just he's yeah. been a consistent role player his entire career. Like yeah. he's kind of been a little bit of a journeyman. Like he's been totally. on a, he's been on a good amount of NBA teams, but every team he's been on, you have to account for him. Like he he is that impact perfect role player that you can just plug in place in any system and it kind of feels like it works. But he took on a little bit of a bigger role on this kind of undermanned uh, Celtics team. So. Yeah. So this this season ended. Obviously, they beat the Wizards and they go on to play the Cavs. Isaiah went out in Game Two with an injury. Who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Probably everyone, but <laughs> I and mean, then, it, it could have been so we a could closer run, series. We, we could run the hypothetical. Yeah. I don't think we're winning that uh, per se series, but we weren't going to beat the Warriors either. I mean, we're <laughs> no. also talking about like Celtics teams where it was they were so fun to watch, but you just knew that no one was beating the Warriors. Yeah, like for that true. three four for, year for stretch, stretch yeah. it was just it was either you're going to lose to LeBron or right. you're going to lose to the Warriors. Like pick your poison. Right. This team is they were not destined to win titles, but they were some of the most fun teams to no. watch. Yeah. And this was, I mean, Isaiah Thomas just had like the city and the fans in in his in his palm. Oh, like absolutely. everybody loved this guy. Can't say enough about him. All right, number four. Uh, so my number four was the 2016-2017 okay. Celtics. Okay. My number four is the team this year, 23-24. Okay. Yep. So we already covered them. So number five. Uh, 2022-2023. Me too. So you, like, you know, 3-1 down. Everyone's talking about uh, this team's kind of done. They're, they're, you know, they're, you know, they got to win four in a row against yeah. the Heat. And they get, they forced the game seven. We were at game five, which was absolutely electric for the first quarter and a half yeah. when it was never a been in a louder building never been in a louder building could not hear ourselves think we had the the coca-cola booths we had the free beer it was that oh, was, yeah. that, was a, that was an insane game um but it was over after the first like after that first half you, you know the Celtics cruise to like a 15 point win but what if Tatum never rolls his ankle in game seven that big what if that's, I will that, I will always bring that up in arguments that's a huge what if and then I don't know if we're beating the Nuggets though no no I don't I don't think so we were not ready uh, I don't still think we like ready that, that team didn't have the chemistry that the team this year has. This was an awesome regular season team. Yes. 57 yes. and 25, number one seed. I loved watching every regular season game. Malcolm Brogdon won sixth man of the year. I, the regular season was great. It was a bad playoff run, though. Like, genuinely, from start to finish, terrible playoff Didn't run. Didn't look like they had it from the Yeah, jump. just did not look right. Play the Hawks. Everybody thought we were going to sweep them. I thought we were going to destroy them at least minimum five games. End up going to six, lose some silly, silly ones. Then Sixers and seven, and we were down three two. Embiid missed two games in that series, and Harden just it was n- a Harden nobody games. could nobody could guard him, and nobody could match his scoring. And he he beat us literally by himself two games. Uh, obviously, Tatum ends up having like in game six an unbelievable fourth quarter, yeah, and just you know carries that over into game seven and just sent them home. But that was that was not a great series. And then lost to the Heat in seven, obviously went down 3-0. Never want to go down 3-0 to a team that was just not nearly as talented as us. No, they weren't, but they fought harder. Um, but, like, I think you made a good point where it was this team did not have it from the jump in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I think second row Joe being put into that limelight where you're the two seed, you're probably the favorite coming out of the East, especially after – the Heat kind of embarrassed Milwaukee. I know Giannis was a little banged up with his back, whatever it is, but the Heat wanted it more in that series. Yeah. And so after they got bounced, I mean, the Celtics had, I think going into the Heat series, like ESPN gave them a 97% chance, whatever their FPI rankings yeah. are. Like, we had a ridiculous percent chance to win the series, and 
but I didn't like it from the jump because no. Whenever what ESPN saw, does that, it's like stop, stop. Give it to the other team. Yeah, I don't please. want it. I don't. I don't want yeah. to be. I don't want to be this heavily favorited. And this team didn't have it. Like the Hawks, you could tell from the jump, the Hawks series was a bad series. Yeah. Like we, we didn't look like we wanted it. We like, lost. We, were just we lost the closeout. We lost the closeout game at home. Yeah. <laughs> to the and, Hawks, yeah. to Trey Young, like that. I, you should like we knew right there that it, we were just scathing by. Um, but to kind of be that close in Game Seven too kind of sucks because it felt like this team finally kind of started to find something yeah. in those last three games leading up to Game Seven, and then the Tatum ankle injury. It was we we were watching it in your basement. We kind of knew from like that moment that oh yeah, this game was probably probably over. yeah. And he tried to play through it, and he didn't probably, look the same. Probably ended up hurting us honestly more than helping Jalen. Yeah. Couldn't go left again. That sucked. But he's yeah, he, and it just showed why. <laughs> and then the you know the off season, the this off season we paid him three hundred million. Yeah, it was a huge debate. But I, I think it's 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 worked out for us, thankfully. Yeah, so, so far, so far, great year overall last year, but just bad playoff run, unfortunate ankle roll, and again, we're not no no one was beating the Nuggets last year. That Nuggets team, and it's basically the same team this year, but we we did not have the same amount of talent uh, last year that we do this year. So. Honorable mentions. Do you want to start? Yeah, so I went I went old school for these honorable mentions because there were not a lot of teams if we're gonna we're basing it off of what we've watched. Yeah. Not a lot of honorable mentioned teams, you know, that I liked that we watched. Correct. Yeah. That that are worthy of honorable. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go further back to like So I went oh eight. Yeah. I went oh eight. Um and I also I'm gonna throw in twenty ten because I know Pierce got hurt in oh nine. But 2010, I have down. If I'm, I'm convinced if Perk did not get hurt, we would have two titles. We Is that your dad talking? Did no, you watch? That's me. Was that's this me. your eight year old you? You were like, if Perk didn't, if Perk, if didn't Perk go down, played, if, we're fucking winning. This <laughs> exactly, <shit."> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I really think that if Perk never got hurt, like they would have won. I think that team was so fucking loaded. Yeah. Uh, one of the first big threes, kind of in NBA history. Yeah. And then I'll throw in the '86 Celtics. That's just <laughs> old head. That's just my honorable mention. That's like, your, I mean, just I'm from not the gonna, highlights. Yeah, just from the highlights. <laughs> Watching, we watched Larry Bird highlights the other night because we were so bored, and it, I mean, it, there, he was. We weren't that bored. We just wanted to watch. Yeah, we kind of just wanted to watch Larry Bird <laughs> highlights. But I mean, that that you know, they're a consensus top five team of all time. Yeah, that's people fair. put them you know anywhere from five to like I've seen two. Yeah, which I think is a little ridiculous. But like that team with Bird, McHale, DJ, rest in peace, DJ, uh, Parrish and Ainge, and then Bill Walton coming off the bench yeah. too was that or yeah Bill Walton yeah 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 uh that team was special so yeah I don't I don't have either of those teams just because I don't have any memories of either of them I wish I remembered 08 so badly I remember I do I have one memory of 2010 and it was just the last yeah. second of watching us lose that's all I remember me too so I, I'm not gonna have that one my honorable mention is actually 11 12 this was the team that I first kind of started to care about basketball. This was Rondo was an all-star. We had four all-stars this year. It was the big three plus Rondo. It was the last year of the big three. And I remember the Heat series. I at least remember a couple moments from it. D-Wade absolutely broke Rondo's elbow on purpose. Do you remember that? Yes, I he do. He dragged him to the ground. Rondo dislocated his elbow. And that. then Rondo, who is my favorite player, by the way, when I was, what was I, 10? Yeah, I was 10. And we have, like, a fat head of him in my basement still. If if anybody ever tries to tear it off, good luck. That There's going to be Rondo residue there forever. Yep. But Rondo, like, d- completely dislocates his elbow, comes out of the game, and comes back in, and he's literally playing, like, with his arm dangling there. Like, he's playing only right-handed. He can't dribble with his left hand, and he's, like, defending with one arm. And I just remember being like, this guy is absolutely awesome. And, and I was like, 
you know, I was like, fuck D-Wade, fuck the Heat, fuck LeBron. Like, this is when I really started to care about basketball. Do you remember that team at all? Yeah, I think that was, like, my spite for LeBron. Like, yeah, That That right. began my, like, kind of fuck LeBron train. Um, as, as a Boston fan, I think everybody in Boston does hate LeBron, too. But this team was really good. I mean, <laughs> they were really fucking good. Oh, yeah. But this was also, was this lockout year? Might have been because I don't know. the record they finished thirty uh, thirty nine and twenty seven. So yeah. So I think this was lockout year, um, but that you know, I I don't know if they would have beat the Heat if Rondo's arm. No, no, no. I'm not saying out. that. No, they they. I mean they they were a great team, but they, that Heat year, that was their year. They were kind of on the back end of what was kind of their window, right? Know? And that was prime prime LeBron. Yeah, exactly. And D Wade. Yep. So. All right. My other honorable mention is fifteen sixteen. This was Isaiah's first good year with the Celts. He played awesome in the Hawks series. I went to game four. He hit like a corner three, I think, late to maybe send it to OT. Um, that was my first ever playoff game. That's all I really remember from the season, but I just wanted to shout them out. There you go. All right. And then I have some least favorite teams. Do you have least favorites or no? Uh yeah, I have the 2020 team. Yeah, 1920 bubble team. Bubble team. Yeah, fuck that. I team. fucking hated that. Team. <laughs> I hate that team. I hated that. We want, that was our that freshman team. year of college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to watch it. Like we didn't. We had would have like two beers. Like I used yeah. to drink white claws. We'd have like two or three white claws. Because yeah, we had it was COVID. Rules. It was COVID. We would just sit around like a small TV and just rage about whatever was going on. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a really tough time in in the world and tough time to be a Celtics fan. I do remember though, in. Uh, the playoff run over the summer, I think it was, or whenever they, they did the playoffs, I was a virtual fan because Todd <laughs> O'Connell had season tickets, and so what they did for season ticket holders was you got to be a virtual fan. Remember how they used to have yeah. in the background, they used to put the uh, like the the fans on yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah. I was one of those fans <laughs> I remember that. on the screen. I forget what game it was for um, or who we were playing, but I do remember being a virtual fan. I mean, that yeah. was, what was that? You said it was 2020. I was, we were freshmen. We were I was, freshmen, I was yeah. 18. I mean, that was, uh, you know, a long time ago, <laughs> long time ago as a senior yeah, we, in college. we've grown. We've changed so much. But this team, this was Kemba. We got rid of Kyrie for Kemba, and yeah. I was like, I was like, all right, like, Kyrie left, you know, fuck him. But Kemba's like a great, Loved Kemba. Great replacement. I bought and, a Kemba jersey. Yeah, and and he like he was killing it on the Hornets. He averaged twenty six, I think, on the Hornets. Then he got here, just immediately was not nearly as good. Did you see him drop ninety one the other day? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where, where is he playing? I'm not too sure. Uh, I'm gonna Google somewhere. that right now. Where does Kemba Walker play? Uh, it's somewhere. Uh, AS Monaco. Yeah, he's still hooping, dude. He's I love it. having scoring ninety one. Maybe and maybe we, I, maybe we made a bad choice of getting I, rid of him no, too soon. No, I he's think the bubble year. I think this year was his last year of like playing somewhat decent NBA basketball. But this was also Hayward was healthy this year, and Brad Stevens ended up coming out and being like, "Yeah, like I really wanted to get Hayward involved, and it just ended up being like way too much." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a good player, but Tatum and Brown at this point are so far ahead of them, and this was when like the late game offense started to really Show. become an issue, it was and, Kemba and people started to talk about it. Right, it was Kemba down the stretch. Game in and game out, right? And it, it in the playoffs against the Raptors and then against the Heat, and it was just that was like that raised that began the concerns that still exist for me today. And yeah, it's that's like one of my yeah. only knocks on this on this current team. Exactly, and I also think you remember the game against the Raptors. They let up the OG and an OB buzzer beater three off the inbound. I just I think when when a team does stuff like that, like off a timeout, just 
blown coverage, yeah. miscommunication, I just think you you should probably know. Like that that team doesn't have it. The team there's does something not have it. there's something wrong with that team. This was like everybody started questioning Tatum and Brown after this, me included. I was like, I don't know if if this is ever going to work. Like we we talked about the teams that gave us hope, like the the 17-18 team when they were super young. This bubble team after this year, I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. Like we had no we had uh, we had no sense of direction. No, and and honestly, the fit with Kemba and Hayward was just not right, so I'm glad we got them out of there. All right, and then my last little thing that I'll shout out, probably my most hated Celtics team was 18-19. This was Kyrie's last year. Oh, this was just a shit of a year, just shit housery of a year. Such a disappointment, and and everyone was finally healthy. Hayward was healthy. Kyrie was healthy. We had everything, and... Even in the regular season, like they had good games, but they never looked like they fit together. And then they end up going out in the second round, and Kyrie leaves in the offseason. Just unbelievably disappointing, especially with all the expectations when Kyrie got here and how excited everybody was. And, you know, ESPN had the graphic of like the most talented team in the NBA with like Tatum, Kyrie, Hayward, Brown, and somebody else on there. But with, with four guys that talented, like that team never should have lost in the second round. No, no, they shouldn't have. But the Bucks were also like this was Giannis. Yeah. Giannis's coming out party. Um like few names on this roster that that stick out to me. Gershon Yabusele. Oh hell yeah. As well as Semi Ojale, the Giannis stopper. The Giannis stopper didn't quite get it done that didn't series. Didn't quite stop Giannis that series. Uh Giannis kinda eventually developed into Giannis. Yeah. Um but this team I don't hate them a ton just because of kind of Kyrie being Kyrie. Like, he was so dysfunctional from yeah. the jump. Like, he had the – I think this was the season that he had the moment in Denver where he punted the ball into the stands. <laughs> yeah, and stuff like, uh, That happened, and we were just kind of like this – it kind of gave up on the season after that point. So, I don't really hate this team as much as I just kind of didn't like them. You yeah. know, there's no strong hatred. Yeah. It, I guess – now, losing in the second round, like – that made me hate them. I didn't hate them in the moment as much. Like, that bubble team, even during the games, I was like, this team sucks. Like, I was screaming at the TV. Yeah, like, right, right. Like, just basic basketball things. <laughs> so, we, yeah, we swept the Pacers yeah. that first year. Um, I don't even remember who was on the Pacers in 20. Who was this Pacers team? I gotta look it up. Oh, this was Boban, Darren Collison, uh, Kyle O'Quinn. So, Baby Sabonis, Oladipo. Okay, there you go. TJ Leaf. Shout out TJ Leaf. Um, but, yeah, no, this this team just didn't have it. They they were trying to – this was, like, kind of our bounce-back attempt yeah. from the year prior, and it was it – was, it, it Well, was the year before was 17-18, was which was my second favorite team, the young team, and then everybody got healthy. And I was like, okay, we might, we might be able to do something this year. And right. I think we were second in the odds – before the season, after the Warriors, oh, Kyrie like Fell he apart. was he was fun to watch. Like he definitely had his moments. He had so many highlights on the Celtics, at least during the regular regular season. But yeah, it just it never fit together with Kyrie. It, there, just, there wasn't enough basketballs to go around. I don't think. I don't know if the, I don't know. Yeah, there wasn't enough basketballs to go around, and I don't think this team had the chemistry to yeah. uh, to do any sacrifice. In the like playoffs. no no one was gonna make enough sacrifices. Kyrie Tatum Brown included. Tatum was bitching back in the day too. Yeah. Like he, I this this year, these past two years, mainly this year though, I'd say like Tatum has grown up a lot. Oh yeah, like we were we've been kind of wanting to see this Tatum development for a while. I mean, and to be fair, after that 2017 2018 run where he dunked on LeBron and everyone's like, shit, Tatum's the future. We put so much pressure on him to yeah. win 
in the coming years, especially when we added Kyrie and Hayward, that you know we that he had such huge sh- shoes to fill. And so that kind of might have been a bad, you know, unfair, yeah. unfair job. I mean, by that's going to happen when, when you dunk on LeBron in the Eastern Conference Finals in Game in Seven, game seven <laughs> as right. a rookie and almost win Rookie of the Year. And then, th- yeah, this was his second year, eighteen, nineteen, and he was, I think he was even worse than his rookie year statistically. So that was just I blame Kyrie. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And maybe was that Stevens last year? No, no, it wasn't. No, it was no, he, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually had a couple more years. But Brad, after that. Brad is doing a hell of a job in the GM spot. Oh yeah, I will say he's awesome. I will say he's, he's doing, doing great. He's doing a hell of a job for us. So wait, who was your one again? My one was this year because this year. Okay, yeah. My one is this year because I really do feel like this team has given me the most hope yeah. already. We're yeah. <laughs> well, you're a very hopeful person. I feel like I am. Any whenever we did this podcast, you would have just said that your team. Yeah, probably <laughs> because they hadn't lost yet. I do live in the moment, and and I like I said, my my one note was I'm ready to get hurt. <laughs> like this team is seven and a half games clear of the East right now. They're they're pretty much have the one seed locked up pending any th- horrific downfall and, and injury. But this team, like now, you look at teams prior and you're like, okay, we've had to go through LeBron, we've had to go through the Warriors, and last year we're we really going to beat the Nuggets, probably not. Yeah. This year it's like what team is what, yeah. who do I think is going to beat us in a 7 game series? Yeah. I don't know. Prohibited favorite. Yeah, definitely. I don't know who's going to be in most seven talent. Game series. And most cohesion. Most cohesion. That's the other thing. Like this team not only are they good, but they are so fun to watch. There oh, there have so been good fun. Celtics teams that aren't nearly as fun to watch as this team because it's like we talked about with the Missoula ball, like it's so free flowing. Everybody's passing. Nobody cares about the numbers. We're just like moving the ball around, shooting threes, playing good defense too. I mean, Derek White's one of the best role players in the league, so no complaints. And I and I I'm not standing for all this Tatum slander. I don't know if you're on this What's side of slander? TikTok. Have you seen this side of TikTok? I don't know. Where it's kind of like everybody's going at Tatum for his points per game and his his averages and his shooting percentages. They're not high enough because they're not like a like all star. And everyone's saying that. You know, someone else would be number one in the MVP voting. Like any all any all star would be number one in the MVP voting with this team. It's like that's not that's, what no. that's not what this team is about. Like that's not what this team is doing. They are sharing the ball because they have six guys who can all put up thirty points on any given night, and it just kind of seems like everyone is kind of unfairly hating on Tatum for not scoring yeah. thirty a game and being like number one in the MVP they conversation have, with this team. They have five guys on the court almost at all times that can score. Not like that's rare, rare. Even for how skilled everybody in the NBA is. And they also have like Porzingis is a superpower. He's a cheat code for this team because if if you try to put a small guy on him, it's a basket every time. Yeah. Like and and or, he or can foul. pick and roll and he can foul. pick and pop. Yeah, and like they they've never had that. They've never just had a, a bailout guy. Like everything for the Celtics in the past has seemed like Tatum or Brown has to hit a tough shot to bail us out of a possession. This is like if we get if we get stuck and you throw it to Porzingis on the block, we're not stuck anymore. No. Like <laughs> something good's going to happen. Yeah. So and and with that said, you still have to worry about Tatum and Brown and Drew Holiday and Derek White. Like this this team is awesome. I just yeah, I, I mean. So we talked about top 5 defense, top 5 offense. They score 120 points a game, which is 5th in the league, and they give up 110 points per game, which is 5th in the league. Yeah. So this team has, you know, the stats to back them up right now. I don't care about superstardom right now because all I'm all I can think about is championship. Um, I know we're gonna take we're gonna take a game at a time when when playoff time comes, 
But sitting here in the regular season right now, they're forty six and twelve. <laughs> forty six <laughs> on pace and for sixty five. I was seeing, it's ridiculous. I was seeing stuff like, how the hell did the Warriors win seventy three games? Like, I don't even remember when the Celts lost last. You know? Uh, yes, but the Warriors winning seventy three games was like it, it was an, absurd. It was an anomaly. Yeah. I mean, they were every night. It was just this, you know, rinse and repeat. Yeah. With the, with that Warriors I team, know. I the, mean, the Celtics team, they are a little inconsistent at times. Um. Mainly, I still think the late game offense is the only issue, but I would agree. I but mean, it's better; I'm, it's still better. It's way better, and I'm nitpicking when I say. Yeah, you have really to if you if you want to criticize this team, you have to nitpick. You have to nitpick. There's very little you can say right now. Exactly. I mean, like I said, 46 and 12. They're just so <laughs> dominant. They're just dominant, dominant in the East. Right and now. even their losses, like that loss to OKC and the one to Minnesota early in the year, they were like pretty good losses like away. they played great and away they're not <laughs> yeah I mean, and at the other like you're playing you know western conference contenders and it's the nba anything can happen and like in a hostile environment and you you have you play a great game the other team just makes a couple more shots at the end like, right even their losses aren't <laughs> aren't three, that bad the three losses that stick out are the okc the timberwolves and then the nuggets at home yeah, and where it was like jamal murray was just right, an just unstoppable force. unconscious and but then you think about the other loss like the the Milwaukee loss, that was after an overtime battle against the Timberwolves at home, and then we had to go to Milwaukee, right, to, Milwaukee. to play on national TV the next night. No shit, the team is not going to be as fresh as yeah. <laughs> as you want them to be, uh, and they're not going to look the same. But I think come playoff time, when the rest comes into play, where you get a few ga- a few days in between games, and this team kind of plays balls to the wall. Like like I said, my only nitpick besides the late game stuff is like the inconsistency kind of on defense where they can give up a, a ton of points in kind of a hurry, that's yeah. not going to happen in playoff time. No. It's not going to happen. So no. I think the defense, because we're just, like, talented. Like, they're they're talented defenders they have, too. They have more talent overall than I think any team. People would argue the Clippers. I think people might argue Denver, but I, I don't actually think you can argue Denver. I think it's just the Celtics and the Clippers in terms of talent. Yes, and I trust the Celtics – like as a as a group, much more than I do. I agree. When I watch the when I watch the Clippers play, I don't get the same kind of Celtics cohesion cohesion yeah. that I see. It's just they are very talented. They beat teams with talent. Right. We beat teams with, with talent and with team basketball. And we have possessions like the Celtics will post on Instagram where all five guys touch the ball in a possession, right. and it's just fucking. <laughs> you just want to just watch it over and over yeah. on repeat. But the Beautiful. Clippers is more like Harden going one on one, PG going one on one, or Kawhi hitting a you know an insane Kawhi fadeaway yeah. with two hands in his face. Exactly. Um. So yeah, I, I have nothing but positive I, things to yeah. say about. This I team. am uh. I'm terrified of Denver personally because I just think Jokic is that much better than everybody else in the league. And when you talk about late game offense, if that's our flaw, that's like their superpower right. for Denver is they get a good shot every time. So other than Denver though, and I still think we can beat them. Like we have more talent than them. Um, I think we can beat anybody. Yeah, no, I, I really I, we're, do. We're the favorite. I'm picking us right now, but I'm just saying the only team that I'm truly afraid of would be Denver. So please, Western Conference contenders, pl- somebody knock off Denver. I don't know, step on Jokic's ankle or it's something. It's not going to be OKC. I think they're a year away. No, they're definitely uh, or two. Young, probably more. It, I think it's the Clippers or Denver in the West. And like maybe you could say Phoenix goes on a run with all that talent. Maybe, I mean, the Warriors are playing great, but I don't I don't see the Warriors getting there. People like the Timberwolves. I'm, it, it, I, I, Really want the Timberwolves to get to the finals, like uh, we, and, and we would, we would, would pick demolish them, up, them, pick them up, absolutely. We pick them apart because because that their flaw is late game scoring 
and it it looks like this bubble Celtics. Maybe it look, worse. It's worse. It's worse. It might be worse. It's worse. <laughs> it's really bad. So I would love for the T Wolves to get to, to get there. They'd be happy to be there. They like there that would be ahead of schedule for them. So that would be pretty much. I mean, if we lost that series, then I wouldn't know where to go from there. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but I don't know who I'd feel comfortable losing to though. The Nugget. Like, the I'm not going to feel happy, like good about losing ever. But right. like, I'm not going to be shocked if the Nuggets beat us. They they are that good. Would you, be, would you be shocked if the Clippers beat us? Not shocked, but I would be again very disappointed. Yeah, yeah. The I Nuggets. Agree. I would just be like. Jokic is so fucking good. Like, what are you supposed to do? They yeah. have the best player in the world, and like, and Jamal Murray's awesome. And all um, those guys. so I don't want to overlook the East, but let's talk about it. I a do. Little I, bit. I'm not scared about the East, but yeah, the who, Heat who coming into form. Are we scared about okay. playoff Jimmy? Are okay. we scared about the Knicks because they seem to be our kryptonite so, in the regular season, but in the playoffs they just are second round exits every year. So I feel like for this whole year my head has been spinning because I'm the only one that's I, I feel like I'm the only one who's brought up the heat and that Jimmy's been injured and Rogier hasn't really gotten his legs under him there yet. That's a damn good team. Like that team would beat Celtics teams of the past. I don't think they can beat this Celtics team. But yeah, they needed scoring. They got it with Terry. Jaime Jaquez is unbelievable. I think he's the yeah, third he's, best player. He's a stud. Third best player in the draft class behind Wemby and uh Brandon Miller. And then who else did they add? Oh, Hero. Hero. They didn't have Hero, and they made the finals last year. Yeah, He's their second leading scorer, Like, and they have Bam and Jimmy and Spolstra. So, yes, I, I think if we play them in the in the playoffs, I would be terrified, and they would probably win a game or two that they just should never win, but they do because they're the Heat, and they just spawn these random guys that somehow make shots in the playoffs, and they have Spolstra, but I still think we would come away as winners in that series. I, I'm still scared of the Bucks the most, then the Heat, then the Knicks. What about you? Uh, I would say I would say Bucks won. I don't know what to make of the Cavs right now. Um, uh, I'm not scared of the Cavs. 38-19, second in the East, a game ahead of the Bucks. I don't know what to make of them. I'm not really scared of them um, because I – just I don't know how they're thirty eight and nineteen. They I'll tell you how. Like Darius Garland and Evan Mobley literally both got hurt at the same time and the team started playing unbelievable. Like everybody stepped up, first of all. So credit to them. Also they had a cupcake schedule for that whole time. But I think Mobley and Garland going out and the team just playing better, I think that says a lot about them yeah. and, and their fit. Because yeah. I don't think their guys fit together. We saw it last year in the playoffs, their guys did not fit together. Um, Mitchell and Garland are both very poor perimeter defenders. That's not good. And then the big men are the opposite. Jared Allen and Mobley are two unskilled bigs, and they don't fit together offensively. They're great on defense. So their bigs are great on defense. Their guards are great on offense, but they both suck, vice versa. Yeah. So I, they, they just don't fit together, um, and, and they don't have the talent level to be a team that doesn't fit. And what about Embiid Sixers? What about the Embiid, Embiid coming back, yeah. maybe playoff yeah, yeah. time? Before um, Maxi. All star before the injury, Sixers were number one far and away for me because the Bucks are at at that time at least were in such disarray. Yeah, and still kind of are, but they've they've been playing pretty well lately. Um, Embiid would have to come back and like prove to me that he's fully healthy for me to be scared. Right, because I think it's so hard to to come off of a a knee surgery and just immediately be yourself. And that said, too. They're probably gonna have a really tough road. Like they might end up in the play-in. Who knows? And then maybe they have to play like Cleveland or the Knicks first round or Miami. Like I just I, I'm not scared of them unless Embiid can make some miraculous recovery. And 
I think we all know with injuries, it's usually longer than they say right. rather than shorter, especially right. with big guys like Embiid. And I'm not worried about Embiid beating us. Like, yeah. I, I think it would be a ma- – like, you know Embiid's good for 30 and 15 a game. Like, but, I mean, even in the playoffs, though, like, he hasn't had great playoffs. No, he hasn't, and that's been kind of one of his big knocks yeah. uh, over the past couple of years. I am – like, I, they don't have enough talent to beat us. Like, they're good, they're scrappy, they're fun, because Maxi is great, but without that kind of third star, yeah, I don't I – mean, I'm not – I don't fear them in a, a seven-game I series. do think Tobias has been awesome. I know I you hate, hate him. I, I fuck, know you hate him. Oh my god! I, I, <laughs> you, you you just hate his game. You hate <laughs> stylistically. I hate that he makes so much money. <laughs> like I really hate that Tobias Harris makes so much. He's fucking too successful money. for. for he's how too good successful, he is and I don't think he's that good. He's been yeah. playing great this year. Like he's been playing very very solid this year, but years past, it's kind of like it's fucking Tobias Harris, and I forget <laughs> the contract that made me just hate his guts. I'll find it, but I I don't like him I, I just he just bothers me no he is good though and when you talk about talent like you do have to bring his name up and they add buddy healed who i think is a great addition and they really needed shooting and scoring and i think if Embiid was fully healthy that they have the five in the east that's the most talented after the celtics but yeah the the injury just changes too much for me so uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be scared five years 180 million dollars he makes $36 million a year. Is Tobias Harris worth $36 <laughs> he is this year. million dollars a year? Right. This year, he is fine. This, year. this year's the only the year. The start of that contract, he was having some, some bad years. This is the only year <laughs> that you could say, okay, this contract probably is worth it. It's yeah. probably worth it. Yeah. But the first couple of years, it's like, how the fuck is he making $36 million a <laughs> yeah, year? Yeah, they haven't what been am I, the, What am I doing wrong? No, they haven't been to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know. Has he been an all star when he, since he signed that contract? There's no shot. Probably not. There's there's no <laughs> Has he ever been? Maybe. Uh, has to I thought there was there was talks of it one year, but I, I think he might have been like a quote unquote snub. Uh, I don't Tobias Harris is one of the best players in the league to never be named all star. Yeah. According okay. to Sports Illustrated. Yeah, that's what I thought. Which is <laughs> it's even a little too high of praise. Yeah, this was in this was twenty twenty three. So this was uh, Derek White is easily the best player to never make an all-star team. Like, I think so. It's not close. <laughs> I think so. I think so. And I would put uh, Sam Hauser right on that yeah, list yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, Sam Hauser, I didn't, we didn't t- talk about him at all. He's giving us incredible minutes this I year. Was, he shoots like 50% from three. Yeah, I was going to bring up the real. bench. Because before the year, the bench was kind of a concern. Like, it's one. Pr- it's, the only thing Hauser, that. it's the only thing you could have yeah. pointed at and been like, all right, maybe that's where this team gets shot at is in depth. Yeah. Pritchard has been... Great. He's Sam been ha- good enough. Sam, he's been good enough. Sam Hauser's been better than I think what like oh my we were God. expecting. Like, like shattered all of the limitations yeah. that I've ever put on. I know him, we dude. talked like Max. I think it was two years ago. Yeah, or maybe it was last year. No, it was two. Two years I ago. Don't know. Maybe it, for it was the past, preseason last year. I think. Yeah, he was kind of like, hey, this is Sam Hauser's year. Like Sam Hauser's yeah. gonna be a real contributor off the. He bench was killing this year. it in the G League. Yeah, he had a great G League or a great summer league. Yeah. And he was horrible, and he never <laughs> never saw the court. But this year, if he made that preseason prediction, he'd be a genius. Yeah, he he's um, been unbelievable, and he hasn't been bad on defense either. He no, hasn't been a liability. He's, big. He, he's got size; he can move. He can move. He's tough. Yeah, he's pretty strong. Um, so yeah, Richard's tough. The and and the fact that they can go to like O'Shea for a, yeah a, a, a quick three, three minute burst, three four minute burst. Um, I, yeah, the, Al the, off the bench. Al just off the give bench. us right. Give us. 16 20 minutes i mean come on this team is this team is has everything this team is complete <laughs> i would say there yeah again like you can nitpick and say like we need someone better than Namias Kata. but I also think you do. we haven't do seen you? we haven't seen tillman play 
Oh, oh yeah, we haven't seen Xavier Tillman's Tillman been hurt, so I'm yep. excited for Tillman. So I don't think roster-wise you can nitpick a single thing. Maybe you want to upgrade Pritchard, but also I love Pritchard. Like, I like Pritchard I for what he is. Pritchard. I yeah. like Pritchard for what he is. Yeah. I don't see any, like, I, you can say you want to upgrade Pritchard, but what are you sacrificing? Like, are you giving up a yeah. draft pick in Pritchard? Like, no, I'd rather... I'd rather keep my draft pick and, and still and, win a and championship. Still have Peyton Pritchard and yeah. probably still win a championship because right. I don't think a Peyton Pritchard upgrade is going to be what catapults us into a championship. Yeah, like we have we have our championship with our starting five plus Al and kind of Sam Hauser right yeah. now and, you, and Peyton Pritchard too. Like I want to put him in the in like as a part of that unit. Oh yeah. Are you scared of the Knicks? Or are you just? They like they have our number a little bit. I think they have our number. I think that's a team that matches up really well. Because we're soft. Like, are we just mentally not as strong as them? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like when they're fully Josh Hart on Jason Tatum, I think is a matchup that Jason Tatum has lost historically. <laughs> yeah. And that is one thing that scared me last year because he would get our he would get him in the regular season pretty much every time. But now that we have so many other avenues and options to go to. Like, is Mitchell Robinson going to guard Kristaps Porzingis on the perimeter when he comes back? No. I mean, no. to be honest, like, if anybody is, it might be Mitch, but probably not. Mitch like, is a rim protector. Like, no one's going to guard us. We have we're, we have too too much talent everywhere. And I don't think the Knicks are good enough offensively to score. That's what I think. Like, I think Jalen Brunson is unbelievable, but I've been on record that saying I hate Julius Randle's game when he comes back. Yeah. I don't think that he plays winning basketball. I think there are, like, a few guys I would put, you know, former Harden into that kind of conversation Luca as well where it's like the brand of those guys are way better than Randall too they're way better than Randall but the brand of winning basketball is yeah, right. kind of more just me 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 right yeah yeah they they play me basketball and that's not what helps win playoff games and, and playoff series it can help you win a regular season game and that's all fun but I'll um, give you something too on Randall playoff career he's played 15 games 17 points a game I think he averages like 25 26 in the regular season on 28% from three and 34% from the field. Horrific. Like, Horrific. absolutely abysmal playoff performer Horrific. through 15 games so far in his career. So, I, like, the Knicks are, Max is most scared of the Knicks, and it's it's because of that, like, mental edge and, like, the toughness thing, and they they have all these lanky defenders, and they are awesome on, on defense. They, they will, you know, as much as anyone can guard us, they can. They match up well physically Correct. with OG, Robinson, Hart. DiVincenzo is a good defender. Like Everybody on that team is a good defender. Even Brunson, although he's 6'1", is, is, he, he works his ass off on defense. So, yeah, they would give us problems defensively. I think there would be a game or two if we play them in a series where we hold them like to in the 80s because, yeah. because they are so Brunson-reliant and – like there's, they don't have a, another real creator unless it's Julius Randle, and we both don't like Julius Randle <laughs> as but a creator for, for good reason. Like yeah. you just, you just listed off the stats. I mean, how could you be confident with that being your number two option going into a playoff series against the Celtics? Yeah. You so can't. to me, in the East, it's the Bucks and the Heat, and then a gap, and then the Knicks. And we haven't talked Bucks, so like the Bucks have, they should have, they should be better. They should be. Yeah. Roster-wise and talent Did you see all the Dame quotes that yeah. came out the past couple of days where it was like, you know, Dame thought that the Bucks would be where the Celtics are? Yeah. You know, seven and a half games clear the East, just dominating the East. This team just lacks. And I thought they would be, to be honest. I, I was. We were terrified when we oh, saw yeah. the Dame news. We were fucking shitting our pants, but then... You know, we add Kristaps, we add Drew Holiday, and we're like, okay, we're yeah. we're fine. We added Drew, I think, the next day. And yeah, we're like, okay, we're that's pretty good. We're good here. <laughs> yeah. um, but they're def- defensively, the Bucks have been 
oh my God. all year. Abismal. Doc Rivers has not been helping, uh, by the way, when yeah. he comes back. I'm not scared of uh, going up against Doc Rivers in the playoffs at all. I think this Bucks team will not be able to stop anybody yeah, that right. they play. I mean, like, they can give up 140 points to pretty much anybody in the NBA. Absolutely, and they have. It, they have. They, <laughs> they, have. they have some terrible losses. I think just ceiling-wise in a playoff series, Giannis and Dame. Talent-wise. Talent-wise. Like, yeah. that, that team can go – very, they can go toe to toe with anyone. The thing with them is Middleton, like Middleton, started playing really well there for a little bit, and then he he came down on someone's foot, hurt his ankle, and he's been out. So if they get Middleton back and playing well, then I'll, I'll be even more scared of them. But until that, like, I'm really fine in the East. I'm, I I shouldn't say it. I'll knock on wood. Yeah, we, <laughs> but like it's scary. It's scary to say, but when you look at the other, teams it would be a massive there. disappointment if you don't get to the finals. I think it's more than massive. Whatever, whatever's bigger than massive. <laughs> yeah, like astronomical it, disappointment. Be, yeah. Like that would send me into just uh, uh, like hibernation. Yeah, as a Celtics fan for the next for the entire offseason, even coming into the next season, it, even until like the next playoffs run. Like until I wouldn't even care run. about the regular season. I'd be like, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, nothing it, matters. It doesn't matter. It's going to be health for the Celtics. It's going to yep. be. Can you stay healthy? Uh, throughout this playoff run, knock on wood that they do, and they have so far uh, throughout the regular season, but. This team's really fun, and I don't really see anybody in the East touching us at the moment. So All right. I don't want to talk. Do you want? I don't want to talk about the Magic and the Pacers. Do you? No. No, I don't think we need to. They're fun. They're, they're young. They're cool. Yeah. No, I have no problem. <laughs> Halliburton's really fun to watch play basketball. They'll get second round at, as at the farthest, but uh. They oh. well, they're not going to beat. Who are they going to beat? They're going to beat. They could. Uh, the Pacers can beat anybody. Pacers is the as Magic a seven are first seed. round. Yeah. The Pacers as a seven seed can beat the Cavs. Absolutely. Yeah. But. If the Pacers are an eight seed, they're not beating us. And if Correct. the Magic are an eight seed, they're not beating us. No, I would. Oh God, I would love to play the Magic. They that's a team that we could hold to like seventy. But let's leave it there. We still have a lot of Celtics season left to watch. They're playing great. I'm gonna watch every Celtics game from here on out until the playoffs and through the playoffs. Butsy, thank you for being here. Thank you guys for listening. We we will be back with a lot more Celtics and NBA talk for the rest of the season. Thanks for listening and peace. All right, I am here with Jordan, and today we're going to be talking about the NBA's most disappointing and most surprising teams so far. Uh, Jordan, how have you liked post-All-Star game uh, NBA basketball so far? Oh, it's been so much better than pre-All-Star game NBA basketball, that's for sure. Yeah, I have uh, thousand percent How about the Lake Show last night? You see that? No comment, um, but I... <laughs> they might be making an appearance on this li- on one of these lists for me. That, uh... Yeah, me too. <laughs> um but yeah it's been good basketball so far uh post all-star game uh yeah and today jordan and i we're gonna be talking about you know some teams that maybe we had high hopes for going into the season didn't uh you know didn't go to those hopes or maybe they surprised us and uh actually were good this season so without further ado jordan why don't you start give me either a disappointing team or a surprising team all right i'll give you a surprising and i'm gonna go with the magic I have loved watching the Orlando Magic this year. And yeah. they were they were terrible last year. I thought they would be terrible again. They are far from terrible. I know they're not going to win a championship. They're probably not going to get out of the first round of the playoffs. But just if this team gets into the playoffs, it's a win. And every time they're on, I find it hard not to watch them just because of the energy that, that they play with, the defensive chemistry that they have. I love Paolo. I love Franz. Suggs is one of the most fun guys to watch in the league if you really like basketball. So I got the Magic. Yeah, that's a really good pick. Uh, the Magic, other than the shooting aspect of it, they're like the worst shooting team in the league. Other than that, they are 
they've hit everything. Um, they're kind of like the baby Celtics. I've said that a lot. Paolo has really taken a step this year, and I think that's where this team has become super fun to watch because they're just trying to figure it out. They remind me of those young Celtics teams um, that were still making the Eastern Conference Finals and the Finals, but um, yeah, they just have their young star with Paolo, their co-star with Franz, who definitely isn't as good as their number one, but is a really solid number two. And then from there, they're just kind of figuring things out. I love Suggs. He's one of my favorite on-ball defenders to watch in the NBA. And they they are just, they're so much fun to watch. That's a really good pick. Um, my first pick in surprising is the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, going into the season, I did not think the Mavericks did enough to build around Luka. I was really disappointed in their offseason. I thought that they should have, you know, added a big name. Maybe that was DeAndre and maybe that was whoever. Jeremy Grant was someone that I wanted them to add. Um, instead, they kind of held pat. They made a move for Grant Williams. That didn't work. But now they have PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford, and they are really starting to put things together. I know they've had an easy schedule, but they are playing a lot better than I was expecting. And it seems to me like they could be someone who is really hard to face in the West in the playoffs. Yeah. So you have them as surprising in a good way. Sorry. Yeah, Somebody in came and interrupted me very Perfect. rudely. Very rude. Who was it? <laughs> it was Jackson. Uh, Unacceptable. Oh, God. Hey, Butsy. What's up, buddy? It's oh, good Butsy for an audio only now. podcast. Let's lock in, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I love the Mavs, and I have sadly been finding it hard not to bet on them every time they play because I just <laughs> I think they're better than everybody else thinks they are. I love the additions with uh, Gafford and Washington. Who, PJ Washington. Thank you. Um, yeah, I agree that they're going to be a super tough out in the playoffs. I don't know how far they're going to get. I also don't know though if they're surprising. It, I mean, Kyrie and Luca. I, well, I thought like... they were going to be bad going into the season. How bad did you think they were going to be? Not, I thought it was going to be one of the seasons where they were bad enough that Luke, the Luke, uh, geez, the questions about Luca started. I just lagged there for a second. Um, <laughs> the questions about Luca, yeah, I guess in terms so. of like questions about Luca leaving potentially, right? And they did miss the playoffs last year, so that's fair. Yeah, I yeah. I absolutely love the Mavs, um, but I still don't I don't see them going super far. I just hate to play uh, with them. Luke with Luca, it's so hard. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing. Like he could be the best player on the floor in and almost every matchup. Yeah, I totally agree. Love the maps. All right. I will go. I'll give you a disappointing one. How about we start with the Spurs? I have the Spurs as a disappointing yeah, me too. one. Me too. <laughs> and I know that nobody thought they were gonna be good, but when you're getting that. when you're getting Victor Wembanyama, like you gotta put him in better situations than this, and you shouldn't be the last team in the West with a guy in Wemby who is probably already a top thirty player in the mm -hmm. league. He's a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Uh, easily, you know, if the All Star game was two months later, he probably would have made it. So I, I just think it's it's disappointing to see everybody else around him playing super poorly, and also the situation with you know they just don't get in the ball in the right spots. It's disappointing. Even though overall, like Wemby is a massive, massive success there. That is undeniable. That was the biggest part of the season was it will Wemby be everything that he was cracked up to be. And he is. So that's great. But overall, as a team, like I, they should be more fun to watch. Um, Yeah. The biggest issue is that the Sohan experiment at point guard, they don't have a true point guard. And obviously Sohan's not the answer. They were trying to put that 
square peg in a round hole for way too long and it was driving me nuts it's impossible to watch at times and i should be more interested in watching the spurs because Wemby's so awesome like you said i just can't watch them because they're they don't pass him the ball it drives me nuts. I, it's impossible to watch um he should touch the ball every time down the floor when he's on the floor he hardly does and he's still awesome so yeah they were they were on my list of disappointing teams as well i also I, put i'm, I'm gonna throw wait go ahead I just think they should be far more competitive on a nightly yes. basis. Because like, they're also a good they're not a they have talent. They have some talent. And yeah. when you have a guy like Wemby, like you shouldn't be losing by 40 some nights. I just or, I know. or not as frequently as they do. Like they are a, a blowout team night in and night out, and it sucks. It, they shouldn't be. And I know like whenever they're in a good game, I love watching it because because I get to watch Wemby in a good game, but like it's so few and far between. So yeah, they're a big disappointment for me. They drive me nuts. Um, Yeah. And are we sure Popovich is a great coach right now? Right now? I I mean, like, I don't know. Are we sure he's not Belichick? I think he still is. I think that was a, the, the, the Sohan thing was a massive blunder and he wasn't willing to admit it for too long. Yeah. I mean, we saw it like, I know we do basketball analysis, but we're not, you know, we're not like coaches, coaches. And we saw it game two. We were like, all right, this is not the answer. <laughs> yeah. That guy's not a point guard. Why is he? Yeah. Why why is he bringing it up? <laughs> the six, nine Dennis Rodman prototype player is not a point guard. Uh, yeah. I, I don't, I'm sorry, but, um, and then I, I'll throw the Pistons in there as well, just because they are talented. And we thought, um, I remember at the start of the season talking about maybe taking their, I, I think I did take it over. Um, not looking great. Uh, we thought Monty nice. was going to be serviceable as a coach. We thought they were talented, and this season has totally fallen apart. So I don't want to go super long on them. Um, I have the Kings as a disappointment. Um, oh, interesting. And I know I shit on the Kings a lot, and it's out of lo- it's truly out of love. Um, because I love the team, I love their fans, and I want them to be good. But they really can't get a grip here. They keep slipping. They'll win like you know a couple big games, and they'll lose a dumb game. Um. I just think that they're the kind of the first out in terms of the the first few big teams to fall in the Western Conference playoffs. Um, I think the Kings are kind of going to be the short get the short end of the stick there just because they didn't make any of the additions that I wanted them to make. I feel like the West got better as a whole. They did not catch up. Um, and you're seeing that they're seeing they seem a little young still. Sabonis is amazing, and De'Aaron Fox is amazing, and Keegan Murray has you know a, a really bright future ahead of him. Bleak Monk is a really solid asset, but they just need to add more size, more defense, and they need to they just need to be better. And they need it. They it's very clear you need to upgrade that like Herder Harrison Barnes spot. Um, maybe add in you know another big man because that's a lot of Trey Lyles minutes. Um, yeah. But I don't know. It's I it's I I don't know I'm at a, I'm kind of at my wits ends wits end with them here and I don't see them making a super deep run in the playoffs. For me, them game by game, like predicting if it's oh, going to be, it's impossible. I I was going to say it's kind of if they play a big team, they have no chance. Like yeah, you can kind of predict that when they play a a team with length and a team with bigs, they get slaughtered. It's it, insane. It's, it's almost not fair. And it's so obvious what their flaws are, but then they play a small team like Golden State, um, like I don't know, OKC, and it's like you could see them winning that, in yeah, a yeah, because they have such a great offense. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I don't like, have them as a disappointment because I still don't think. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you would expect. I just think the West is so good this year. Well, I'm disappointed with them because they're those guys were on the table to add like Pascal Siakam. 
was on the table for them. Um, there's other guys like I'm, they could have added someone and they just did not. Um, yeah. like hell, even Daniel Gafford would have been serviceable as a backup big to Sabonis, um, things like that. And they just did not add those extra players. And, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, uh, they signed that guy from Europe and I think they moved off from him. So, or I know they still have him, but either way, uh, it doesn't matter. I, I, um, they were a surprise last year and a yeah. lot of, no one saw them coming and they made a little bit of noise this year. People are expecting this and I think it's going to, it's going to be rough. Like I, I don't have a lot of hope that they're going to be around for a while in the playoffs. Yeah. They were like the third seed last year and they basically just kept all their guys and everybody else yeah. in the West got better. So yeah. that's, yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. All right. I'll give you a surprising one. I'm going to go with the Knicks. I did Me not too. see I this. One. I, I did not see this coming from the New York Knicks. Nope. Obviously, even last year, Brunson was awesome, but he's gone to another level this year. And they they add OG and go on that huge win streak. Their defense is unbelievable. The, I do not want to play that team in the playoffs as a Celtics fan. Um, just the toughness, the physical toughness, the mental toughness, the chemistry, it's all off the charts. I don't think they have enough shooting to truly, like, be a real contender in my eyes. I know some people disagree with that, but I still think this team has been super surprising. I didn't think they'd be this good. Yeah, they're on my list. Um, they they made those perfect moves at the deadline um, and before the deadline with the OG trade. OG is exactly what they needed. Alec Burks and um, Bogdanovich are exactly what they needed. Um, I know Randall being out hurts them. Obviously, Robinson being out hurts them, but... I a thousand percent agree. I don't want to see them in the playoffs. They have the home court advantage. They are awesome. They have their number one in Jalen Brunson, and they're right there. The scoring, I mean, I don't know what else they can add other than that scoring, but even then, like, I feel like if they I have just think all Randall, their guys, yeah, it's just like Randall Randall's being out. not a guy you want. No, but it's like when he's in, it's 23 points per game. So that's right. I just, right I just think it kind of caps you. That's all. Yeah. Like, that's fair. Um, but. I I don't know what else you would add. Like I feel like they're there, and it's time for them to make their move um, towards contending. And I'm a hundred percent with you. I did not see this coming, and I'm so uh, excited, but slightly nervous because they actually. If you said who is the biggest threat coming out of the East, it's the Bucks still, but the Knicks are close. Yeah, I I have Bucks Knicks. or I have Bucks Heat then Knicks, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, exactly yeah. That's exactly what it is. Uh, all right. And then, okay, um, my surprisings, uh, we'll go to another East Conference team, the Cavs, um, mm. doing it without Garland and without Mobley at times. Uh, now they're back. But, yeah, did not see this one coming. Uh, I think I had a little bit of a hangover from their complete falling apart against the Knicks in the playoffs last year. Um, I figured actually one of the, either Garland or Mitchell would be moved by now, but instead they've made it work. And like I said, without Mobley and Mitchell at times, so I mean, Mobley and Garland at times, and they've still continued to find a way to win games. I think they're second in the East right now. I did not see this one coming at all. And I feel like we're going to have to start taking them seriously after round one of the playoffs. They need to get through one round real quick, but, but Mitchell has shown that he's able to contribute in the playoffs. And this is going to be interesting to see if it actually is real. Um, I'm not holding out hope yet because uh, that playoffs last year still hurts a little bit. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of the regular season. In terms of the playoffs, I'm not scared of them. I don't see them going 
super far. I think they're probably a second round exit. But with that said, cannot take away from what they've done. Max Struess has been a great addition. Um, Man. Obviously, Mitchell and Garland have had good seasons. Jared Allen has had an unbelievable season. So yeah. they really they really kind of turned it around. Okoro's been shooting better. Um, they've shifted their identity a little bit from last year and kind of leaned into trusting shooters. And yeah. it, it's been working. And that was, you know, their big problem in the playoffs last year. So, yeah, totally with you. All right, I'll go disappointing. I'm going to go with the Bucks, And yeah, I know there's, they're very good. Like, that is a great team. And I still think they're the biggest threat to the Celtics. And Giannis is awesome. And Dame, although he's not what he once was, is still a very good player. I I thought they'd be better. I just thought they would be way better. When, when the Damian Lillard news broke, I was terrified as a Celtics fan. And I thought this mm. was going to be, like, close to a super team with... Giannis and Dame and Middleton and Lopez and Portis off the bench and Connaughton and all these guys that we've seen in the playoffs forever. And you just trade Drew Holiday and get Damian Lillard in there. I thought they were going to be awesome. And I was wrong. So they are, well, I think they're the third seed. I would expect them to end up as the, as the two seed. Um, but like firing your coach midseason, this horrific defense. Lillard hasn't been as good as I thought he would, he would be with them. Lillard and Giannis together as a duo haven't really played together the way that I thought they would. So this is a disappointing one for me, um, but I'm happy. I'm happy that they're disappointing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, as a Celtics fan, you're, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, and then Dame's, like, openly depressed. He, every quote from yeah. Dame is a bummer. It sucks. It's, they are it's, a bad media team. Doc and Dame yes. have, been, have just been, been on a, a media rampage. It's just back and forth, just, no, I'm actually more sad. And the other one's like, well, it's the team's fault. And yeah. it's it's a, it's such I, a I bummer. Wish, I don't know why they hired me. Yeah, Dame's <laughs> like, I don't know why they traded for me. I don't want to be here. It's so Bam, bad. Bam's better than Giannis. Yeah, you're like, what? Guys. Um, <laughs> Guys. Yeah, so, I yeah, this this was a great pick. And it's funny because, like you said, they are the, still the three seed. You're expecting them to finish, too. But um, yeah. they have, they definitely have, like, extra, like big faults, uh, in their team. So this was a good pick. I, uh, I'm going to throw in the Grizzlies, but not their fault, all injuries. Um, but they just are worth mentioning because they, this is, they, they feel the G league team every night. It's, it's yeah. so hard to watch. Um, and then my, my last disappointing team was the Atlanta Hawks. Mm. They have a really good and talented roster. I love their coach. They are not playing good basketball, and Trey's gone for a while, and maybe uh, Dejounte can step up and sort of really fill out in that role. You can see more Kobe Bufkin minutes. You can see DeAndre Hunter play more, like stuff like that. But I don't know. I I think it's time to ask the question about: Are you picking Dejounte Murray or Trey Young now? And they got to do something. I thought they should have made a move at the deadline. They did not. Um, and it seems like this is just sort of a lost season for them. I expected them to be, you know, a really good team, and you know really put up a fight against teams but if i'm a playoff team they're the team that i want to kind of make it in and play them um even though they're i don't even i think they're out of the playoffs right now yeah they're not super disappointing to me because i never believed in them i even last year they took the celtics to six games last year in the playoffs and i was still like you know it, it wasn't because of the hawks the celtics were just shooting themselves in the foot like they've done so many times in the past so i never believed in this team and with that said, they're still disappointing. I, I didn't think they'd be this bad. So, yeah, totally, totally agree with where you're coming from. They also, they're supposed to have a really good coach, and they have talent. So it doesn't make a ton of sense when you think about it like that. All right, I'll go most surprising. Um, I'll go T-Wolves. And 
I have been critical of the Timberwolves at times just because of I don't think that they have a championship ceiling. But in terms of like preseason, who you thought was going to be good versus how good they are now, I don't know if you can make any other argument than the Timberwolves and maybe OKC for like the most surprising. Because Mm -hmm. before the season, I was like, the Gobert trade is the worst trade in NBA history. Cat and Gobert can't fit together. You don't have have enough offense. Yeah, you're going to have to trade someone like your Anthony Anthony Edwards might want out in the next few years because you're going to be so bad. You gave up all these assets for Gobert. And now they are undeniably the best defense in basketball. Like, I don't think it's relatively close when you no. watch them play defense with all the talent they have with Edwards and McDaniels on the perimeter. Cat has held his own defensively and then Gobert just locking down the paint, doing what he does. So and then they bring length off the bench. So I, I mean... I still, like I said, I have concerns about them in the playoffs, but they are an amazing regular season team. They play their asses off every single night. You can't say that for a lot of teams. So props to them. They are having a great season. Number one seed right now. I did not see it coming. Yeah, they're my number one, I think, most surprising team. I This team is still has, you know, some warts on them. They're still a little young. Uh, down the stretch, it gets real ugly. Um Sometimes Ant Edwards gets a little too Kobe-like and doesn't pass at times when he needs to. Um, And sometimes it almost feels like Cat's offensive game is successful despite the team, not, you know, because of the team. So there's that. But this team is still really, really good. If you had taken a screenshot of the standings, that would be the first thing that sticks out to me is that they're number one. I would not have expected that at all. Um, so yeah, they're the most surprising. I also had OKC, um, just really young, really good. I, I, you think last year they're in a play in tournament this year, like they're going to be just in the playoffs without the play in, um, and Shay, just what he does every night, the consistency, the stats that he puts up every single night, day in and day out, uh, is ridiculous. I would not have thought Chet was going to be this good either. Um, like I, I would have thought there would have been some learning curves and there is and there has been, but they haven't been as big or as ugly as I was expecting for Chet. So this team is really just fitting together. Case on Wallace has been, you know, an absolute find uh, in the draft and they they just are really putting their team together well and everything's making sense. Um, And then, yeah, my final most surprising team is the Clippers. Uh, The Clippers just, I think if you had told me like, oh, Kawhi is going to be, almost prime Kawhi both offensively and defensively and he's not going to be injured and you're going to get James Harden um you know kind of in the beginning of the season and he's going to be awesome as well I would not have expected that and just what they're able to do every night they're extremely deep they might be the most talented team in the league and they might have the best number one in any team of any team except for maybe Milwaukee and uh Warriors and the Denver that's it in Denver so um yeah, I, I'm shocked by the Clippers. I I just kind of thought like we were getting towards the end of Kawhi here and um to see his resurgence has been awesome. Yeah, he looks like one of the best versions of Kawhi that we've ever seen. He looks like the Raptors Kawhi that carried yeah. that team all the way to a championship. And I think when the hard news broke, we were kind of on different sides of it. I was more on like they might be good, but I did not think they'd be this good. <laughs> Like, even the people who were optimistic about the Harden trade, I don't think saw this coming. So, for him to get in there and fit, like, pretty much seamlessly and be able to do his thing offensively, scoring-wise, 
and also be a great playmaker and facilitator and get everybody involved and kind of unlock Zubac. It's as good as it could have gone. So I I didn't even have them in most surprising. I definitely should have um, before the season. Would not have thought that they would be this good. So, yeah, good one. All right. I'll go to disappointing. I mean, we got to talk about the Lakers. We we do. Yeah. I, is this is this your last team? I feel like this is the perfect finale. Yeah, this is it. This is the finale. I last year was super high on them. Thought they yes, were going to make it to the championship. Obviously, Finals. was wrong about that. Yep. But coming into this year, I loved the offseason moves they made. Thought Torian Prince was way better than he was. I'll tell you that. <laughs> thought he was going to be a game changer. <laughs> yeah, I thought Torian Prince was actually going to help. I think he's hurt. He's more um, like Torian Duke. Get it? Because that's lower than a prince. Yeah, it's low. It's worse than a prince. That's it's good. worse than a prince. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's it. That's really all right. <laughs> <laughs> but Gabe Vincent, I thought was going to help. I don't know if I've seen him play more than two games with the Lakers. Nope, so I haven't seen that. Uh, LeBron and AD have been good, but the team just can't shoot. Like they can't shoot. They can't score. Unless LeBron or AD goes absolutely nuts, they're gonna lose. So they're a lot of like, what's his name, Skyler Mays. A lot of Skyler Mays minutes. He shouldn't be on. Max Christie. A lot of Max Christie minutes. A lot of Max Christie. Not might not even be. I might be a better Max at basketball than Max Christie. Well, but that's no, not. That's not. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe though. Maybe though. You, you're better. You're better in a pickup game than Max Christie is in the NBA. I'll give you that. I I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Little Spencer yeah. Hawes player prototype. Look him up. Um, it's <laughs> similar to who I am. Yeah, no. Uh, it's not even like. I mean, I guess LeBron is starting to show his age, but it's not him or AD. AD's having a fantastic year. It's it's just not working, and I think it's hard to be successful when. Like, is it time to say it? But I think maybe we've all thought it. But LeBron's sort of a bad leader in terms of NBA leaders right like he's he wouldn't be top six it's like Jokic and curry are the two that are like the gold standard and then lebron isn't up there by any means i think when it's got to be hard playing like i know like let's put it this way i was never good enough at basketball where i if i played at school like on our team if they put me out i could never just play without feeling like free and being feeling like i could make a mistake and that would be all right like I always yeah. felt like if I made a mistake, I'm fucked. I'm going to get sent to the bench. And I think that kind of hindered me because I just wasn't willing to try new things. I was always right. very like, like in the, you know, passive. I was always just worried and it would, yeah, it was, I was passive and it made me fucking scared. And that's gotta be what it's like to play for LeBron. Because if you play, if you play bad, it's just immediately he's going to the media saying that his son, who's not even on the mock draft is, could play on the team right now. And it's I like, also think, I also think it's really tough when your best player and leader just refuses to play defense. Yeah, I understand that he's 39. So it's like, I'm not totally faulting him for that. But when you see that guy not playing defense, like, why is anybody else going to play? But then calling defense? out others for not playing defense, too. Yeah, exactly. Is, like, that's yeah. tough. And it's also, they don't have great defensive personnel if LeBron is going to be bad on defense. Like, if yeah. LeBron's good on defense, they're a very good defensive team. But when he's bad, like you, you can't have D'Lo and Reeves, who are also bad defenders on the court. Now you have three bad defenders. And, yeah. And like I don't know. It's just tough. And could and you then... imagine if Gabe Vincent played? Holy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Gabe can lock up. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, and then it's like, if you're bad too, he's your your name's immediately on the, like on the trade block, Our and you West know about OG, it. You're like, what the hell does yeah. this mean? You don't, you don't sleep for three nights. Yeah. Yeah. I it's got it. just it. There's no way to run a team, and it can't be easy 
when you're one of those six, seven, eight guys. Um, totally. You're like, I'm going to be the one that takes the fall for this. And we've seen the Lakers lose and move on from a lot of assets that have become something at LeBron's, like in this LeBron tenure. Like Malik Monk is one that just is a head scratcher because he would fit really nicely with this team now. So, God, they need they need him so bad. Imagine yeah. how much he would help them. They can't. And it's shoot like and Alex Caruso. Score. Alex Caruso was one, and yeah. it's just you. You have to think like they let LeBron be the GM, but he's also very vocal. It's yeah, it's hard. The Westbrook because, trade was the worst. Yeah, West trade. like that shouldn't yeah. have happened. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. and I said that shouldn't have happened, and this was years ago. Like we were just like, don't do this trade, and they still did it. So, um, it's got to be frustrating. And it's it's just it doesn't seem like it a great time all the time over there. No, definitely not. Definitely when things aren't going well, especially. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I agree with you about LeBron as a leader. I also, I just I don't think they're playing good enough. Like no, they they don't make enough shots. They don't score enough. LeBron is the offense, or AD making a tough shot is the offense. Like AD can't even shoot jumpers anymore. I don't know what happened. He used to have like a really yeah. good mid-range game, and he doesn't anymore. He can't well, he, hit threes. He has like fifteen so much defense. He has to play so much <laughs> defense. He has no legs. And it's I funny that we're yeah. saying this after they just beat the Clippers too. But well, um, but again, I mean that was a great win and an amazing yeah. comeback. But LeBron had to play out of his mind for that to happen. Yeah, like exactly. I, I've lost a lot of hope for this team. And it's like tonight they play the Wizards. You can almost—I mean—they're not going to lose that game, but I—I I feel like that's close to being a schedule loss. Yeah. Back to back like that nugget that nuggets game on Saturday is one of those games where it's like put a lot of money on the nuggets because that's that's you know LeBron had to play his ass off on uh Wednesday and now he's gonna be expected to play really hard on Saturday after playing Thursday right. as well. So um all right, any other teams you want to mention or I'm good. We covered it. All right, yeah. So a little quick segment here today to uh you know to pre cap or no recap, I guess, follow up on the in person segment that you and Butsy had. I can't wait to go back to listen to that. Um, later this week, we are going to have an NFL QB segment with me and Zwick, uh, the first of our NFL draft breakdown stuff. Um, yeah, stay tuned. we got more NBA stuff next week, more NFL stuff next week. Uh, we're kind of getting to the swing of things here. So yeah, thank you all for listening and peace. <laughs>